Hey guys, welcome to the Let's Grab Coffee podcast. Thanks so much for joining me here today and giving me another chance. Again, I'm so happy that you're here. Today I get to talk to one of my very, very good friends, one of my best friends, Darcy. She was my college roommate. We actually weren't originally supposed to be college roommates. Um, we kind of had a crazy story the way we ended up being roommates. We both transferred in to a college at a really weird time of the year in January. And long story short, my roommate didn't show up and Darcy's roommate at the time wanted to live alone. And so we just got together and said, okay, we're gonna live together. And we lived together all throughout college until she moved away, which was really sad. But at the same time, she lives in one of the coolest places on this planet. And it's been really cool to see what the Lord has done while she's been there and really made a home for her. And she's just really invested in her community and her work out there. And our conversation was just really inspiring and it encouraged me so much. And so I hope it does the same for you. I wanted to ask for your forgiveness uh, in advance. My audio uh, is not so great in this episode, strictly because I was really excited about recording it and figuring out uh, Skype, about recording this over Skype. And my microphone was turned all the way up and I didn't even realize it until we were done. So my apologies. Um, so there are times where I sound a little muffled um, and my the ends of my words are a little bit distorted, but please stick with me because Darcy has so many good things to say and I would hate for you to miss it because of my mistake. So I thought about re-recording it with her, but our conversation was just so good and it really was really organic. And again, her wisdom is just incredible um, what she had to say. So I wanted to leave it so that you could hear it. Again, thanks so much. I hope you enjoy it. Grab a cup of coffee and here's my conversation with Darcy. Good, that was amazing. And this is awesome. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> oh boy. All right, Darcy Marie. Thank you so much for sitting. I wish we were sitting next to each other, like across the table from each other. But if we were, I was wondering, let's say I was visiting you where you live. I'm going to let you tell everyone where you live in a minute. Um, okay. What would you be drinking in front of you if we were sitting across from each other? Well, my guess is that we'd be sitting at Islander Coffee House. Yeah. And probably close to the water so we could see Coco Crater and the ocean. So mm -hmm. I would probably be drinking a cold brew. I love that. And I think I'd be drinking <laughs> a coconut latte mm -hmm. or something really yummy because I love that place. <laughs> it's the best. It's so good. Well, Darcy, can you tell me and anybody who may or may not be listening, who knows, <laughs> it might just be us. That's okay. <laughs> about a little about who you are and your story and what led you to where you are today. Yeah, so um, I'm Darcy and I'm Heather's college roommate. Um, I live in Honolulu, Hawaii, and I've been living here for almost six years now. That's um, so crazy. It's the craziest thing. <laughs> I cannot believe how the Lord has allowed me to live in this place for this long. Mm -hmm. um, I work full-time at a church as a children's ministry director um, as my main responsibility, but have many other roles, which I love. Um, my church is, like I said, in Hawaii, close to the ocean and the mountains. 
And I guess we live in a beach town, but it's a bigger beach town. Really awesome. But I got here by my, um, through one of our pastors who attended Cedarville, like Heather and I did. And he was looking for summer interns one year. And I took an internship and never thought I'd come back. And then I got hired and I moved here right after graduation, a couple months. And I've been here ever since. Yeah, I just remember, gosh, like that whole decision-making process. And oh, it was boy. so, so cool to like see you kind of, this sounds bad, but it was kind of cool to see you like struggling with it because oh I feel gosh. like all of us who were like close to you kind of knew which way the Lord was taking you, but like you didn't know it yet. <laughs> and so it was just really cool to see what God has done in these last six years. So, but I know it wasn't always easy. Like it sounds like a dream to live in Hawaii. And I know on many days it is, but I know that on many days it's not as well, just like anywhere else in the world. Um, and I know that your first year was not super easy. So could you tell us a little bit about what your first year living there was like and how you kind of got through the transition and everything? Yeah. So um, like you said, the first year in a new place is never easy, even if it's like this dream that everybody wants to be at. Um, A lot of people want to live in Hawaii. So they think until they come here and realize that the real world still happens even in paradise. Um, But I think the first year it was super hard. I mean, just coming out of college and being surrounded by people all the time um, to coming to a place where yeah you're living maybe living with people or you know you're working I'm working at a church like I'm with other believers it's great Um, but you lose all of your immediate community that you're so used to Mm -hmm. Um, especially coming straight from college where you're surrounded by peers your own age and like-minded people and then you move to a place where there's not a ton of young adults um, not a ton of people on the same life stage, uh, people who are only committed to Hawaii for one year, two years, however many. Um, so the first year was, uh, I would honestly say horrible because I cried literally for a month straight when I moved here, looked for plane tickets every single day, different jobs. <laughs> I even at one point interviewed for other jobs. Um, I was trying to seek so many other things rather than follow what the Lord was doing in my life. Um, but through that, one of my bosses, he made me commit for two years. Well, I said two years. He convinced me for three because three years looks good on a resume, apparently, as a first job. <laughs> um, so he convinced me, and I was like, no, I can't commit to three. Like, I'll stay for two. And then, uh, yeah, the Lord just worked in my heart. The first year, um, transition-wise, I didn't go home at all. I didn't go back to Ohio. Um, I stayed here working. Um, I had a close friend of mine tell me that if I I had a ticket booked back to Ohio and she's like dude if you go you're not gonna come back like you're gonna come back and get your stuff and leave like you shouldn't go and she convinced me to cancel my ticket and not go on my trip and um, at that time I was so mad at her and I was so I was crying because I didn't want to be with my family for Christmas but um, it's definitely by God's grace that that happened because I think she's right and I wouldn't have come back Um, and that Christmas was so hard but uh, the Lord provided a place for me to go and people for me to spend it with and just really made me realize like my dependence isn't on other people or isn't on my family in Ohio and isn't on anyone except for him and that my joy and everything in my circumstance has to come from him, even if I don't feel happy at the time. Um, Mm -hmm. He provided a church that I love, um, people that I love through that year. And I was 
just being such a brat about it and not wanting to <laughs> stay here, not wanting to build permanent relationships here. I just wanted to get back. I'm sure Heather remembers random phone calls of just crying. Or, yeah. <laughs> or saying, I don't want to be in Hawaii or please come see me. I'm so mm-hmm. lonely mm-hmm. and all those crazy things. Um, so the first year was so hard. And even into the second year, it was really hard just because it's far and yeah, you're on a rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember, you know, I was honestly, I was like, man, I would love to just live in Hawaii and kind of see what a day in the life would be like, but you're absolutely right. Like you can't rely on your circumstances necessarily because those change so much. And I really love what you said. Like we can only really rely on the Lord because he's the only thing that's constant when your circumstances are like totally crazy and totally different. Um, so I wanted to ask you a little bit about your time before you came to Hawaii. Like Mm -hmm. what were some of your passions and why did you choose this church in Hawaii? Um, like the specific role previous to what you did before at Camp Equine Hills. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, before I came to Hawaii, I was really involved, like Heather said, at Camp Echoing Hills. And um, Camp Echoing Hills um, is a camp in Southern Ohio for adults and children with disabilities. They run a respite program throughout the year, but their main ministry is summer camp. Um, And it ranges anywhere from kids who are eight years old all the way to adults who are in their 70s, anything from children with autism to adults who cannot do anything for themselves, um, quadriplegia, no speech, anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a Christian summer camp where we do activities with them and just so much fun. It's uh, The Lord used that in such an amazing way in my life. Um, and I'm still thankful for that place. I don't think my faith would be where it is today without the foundation I got at Camp Echoing Hills. Um, and that the Lord, my passion was there. I wanted to have a full-time job there. Right. Um, I was going to Cedarville for youth ministry in hopes of getting a full-time job there. And uh, the Lord opened the door for a full-time job there, but not for me. Uh, and that was really hard. Uh, one of my close friends took the position and I was just Ugh. still in college. So I couldn't. Yeah. And I'm so happy that she took that job. I'm so, so happy for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, the Lord has used her and her husband in such an amazing way there of um, making sure camp stays about what camp is about. Um yeah, so I got to Hawaii. I was supposed to work at that summer camp again, and um, the Lord opened up this door for Hawaii, and I wasn't going to take it just because of other things going on, um, relationships, that kind of stuff. And then after my interview, I had one interview, and then I remember talking even to you about it, Heather, Yeah. where I was like, dang, I don't think I want to take it. Like, I had a leadership job at camp, and I want to be with, you know, this guy, and I don't want to go away from him. <laughs> all yeah. It was all these things, and you're like, dude, just do it. Like, one summer away, that's not going to make a huge difference. Well, fun fact, it did make a difference. <laughs> and here we are today. <laughs> and here we are almost seven years later of having that conversation. Literally, I think it's been seven years since we had that conversation. Yeah, it's been so, seven years. It's crazy. So, yeah, but the Lord used that time at camp. Um, I had never been involved in church ministry before, other than like serving at a youth group or being in church myself. Um, and that summer, the Lord just really opened my eyes to church ministry and children's ministry specifically, um, and just everything that can happen there. 
Um, and it was, it's not what I ever thought I would be doing with my life. Um, but the Lord just molded my heart to have a compassion for this, um, for children. And at first, I didn't want to do it because it's not like you with people with disabilities. And that's what I had always done and what I wanted to do. Um, and that passion is still there for me. It's not like I just dropped that. Uh, it just looks a little different now. Um, but Holly Kai Church just gave me opportunities as an intern to learn about ministry and then trusted me and hired me on full-time after that. Mm-hmm. And God has just been molding my view of church ministry, children's ministry, and just ministry as a whole as believers um, through my time here. Yeah, and I just, I love your story so much because it really just shows that even the transition that you didn't necessarily want, that you were so faithful. And even when, you know, like when you were kicking and screaming and you don't want to do it, like you were still really faithful and God just used that in so many ways. Um, But I know that full-time ministry isn't always easy. Um, Do you have any encouragement for those who like want to work in full-time ministry or who currently are in full-time ministry? Like how do you keep going when like, almost your relationship with the Lord is, you know, not only it, your full-time in your personal life, but it's also your, you know, full-time nine to five, you know, whatever have you job. Nine to five. I wonder what that was. No, no, that, that was just kidding. an example. I know, I know it's not nine to five. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's totally a, a real question. Um, when your job is ministry, it becomes a big heart issue as to why you're doing what you're doing. Am I serving just for a paycheck? Am I serving because this is what the Lord has called me to do? Um, And there's times where it's hard and there's times Mm -hmm. where um, you really have to check yourself and have your your family or your friends check yourself in what you're doing. Um, But I think the best thing is is the team that you serve on. Um, Mm -hmm. The pastors and the staff that I serve with, are amazing and I'm so thankful for them and without them uh, the ministry and my position and my job would look so different Um, and it's just by his grace that he provided them there honestly a lot of us maybe out of six of us or seven of us four of us are transplants to Hawaii Um, so we're we're a family here Uh, all seven of our staff we have seven full-time staff here at the church and all seven of us are pretty close um, where we eat lunch together every single day as, as a group. Um, we have a group text, and I know that's so, like, whatever century this is, millennial, whatever you want to say <laughs> of that, but we have a group text going all the time about food, about work, about the most random things you could think of. Um, but that team has been such an encouragement to me. Um, but I think uh, – there's two things that I think have really helped me in full-time ministry and anybody who's involved in full-time ministry, especially as a single, this is um, yeah. two things that I would definitely say that you need is one. Um, I, I mean, in Hawaii, I don't have my actual blood family, like nobody I'm physically for real related to here, but the Lord has provided me with a family here. Um, there's three people that I spend all my holidays with, family dinners once a week, Um, We sit together in church every single Sunday Um, and that family, that's like my, my support system. Those, those three people that I go to about a lot. Um, And there's other people outside of that, but having that core family where we have these weekly dinners or these holidays together makes such a huge difference. Um, When I'm having my days still six years later, when I'm having my days where I just feel sad, 
um, I know I can call them and go and we're going to go to the beach or we're going to hang out or we're just going to talk on the phone for a little bit where I can't do that with, you know, family on the, on the mainland because of time change, you know, sometimes it's just not possible. Um, so having that core group of people where you can talk to and trust, um, and just go to about work things, about personal things, about anything. Um, it's so, so important. And I would say that for any believer too, having Absolutely. that. Yeah. And I think too, like even in the, you know, when you're transitioning from, you know, whatever stage of life, if you're moving or, you know, it's so important to seek out that community. Cause I know yeah. for me in Florida, like that's how I survived my first year here was again, like finding that core group of people and seeking out that community because I believe the Lord will definitely lead you to it, but you have to also do the hard work of consistently showing up and consistently investing in other people. Um, And even when it's hard and you don't want to have any permanent relationships, like that's how you get those permanent relationships and those really important um, people to give you accountability and to just do life with. Like that's so huge. Um, Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. please. (laughs) So I think the second thing, especially if you live um, far from, like for me, it's you, Heather, right? Or or my friend Megan in Ohio, right? Mm -hmm. So I know that no matter what's going on, if I come to you guys, you're going to give me unbiased, godly advice on things. Um, And I know that I have people praying for me. So having um, for somebody in full-time ministry, having like-minded believers who may not be a part of your local church, I think, um, is important too, because sometimes you just need an, an unemotionally attached, unbiased opinion um, from another believer that can help you through a situation. Uh, and I think that's really, really important too. Not someone to go and gossip to or to vent to or complain mm-hmm. to about church members or whatever, right. but somebody who can point you back to Christ, but may be removed from something that's going on. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know that I have that in you too, even though our, you know, our situations are totally different right now. Mm -hmm. It's just really good just to hear, you know, somebody who's not a part of the situation. And I think that's good advice for really anybody who's going through a hard time with their faith. Like I just need some outside advice, like remind me of that truth because right now I'm believing lies or what have you. So yeah, so good. Um, okay. So what, what are you learning these days? Like what is God teaching you right now? Oh man, so much. Um, I'm reading this book right now. It's called pleasing God and it's by RC Sproul. And I've just been reading and watching a lot of R.C. Sproul recently. Um, but this book is talking about pleasing God, right? Pleasing mm-hmm. God with our lives. Um, this whole fact of living before the face of God. Because um, as believers, that's what we're doing. And, and in one of the chapters in particular, it's talking about grace. And in that chapter, um, there is this part that said um, something along the lines of, Um, When we sin, we feel guilt over our sin. Um, And there's a healthy guilt and there's a non-healthy guilt. When we ask for forgiveness, seek that repentance, we are truly forgiven. And when we begin to doubt that we're forgiven, that's like mocking what Christ has done for us on the cross. Yes. To to have that explained (laughs) like that just rocked my understanding of grace. And I'm so thankful. And I think that's something that 
a lot of us probably have a problem with where we feel guilt over our sin. And it is healthy at some point. But if we're feeling guilt because we don't think we're forgiven after we've sought forgiveness, that's when it becomes a problem. Yeah. So this whole thing has just been rocking my my understanding of forgiveness and repentance and grace um, in a huge, huge, huge way. And I'm so thankful. Ugh, that's so good. I'm gonna have to, I don't know how to do like show notes yet, but when I figure that out, I'm gonna put that book in yeah. the show notes. Do that's it. really good. And that's interesting that you say that because like that's something that I've been struggling with is like staying in the guilt and the shame of the sins that I commit and like not realizing what grace means or almost taking it for granted, you know, like, yeah. It's so easy to do and just praying that the Lord will just give me daily reminders that he died on the cross and it's already taken care of. There's no reason to sit in the shame or the guilt, you know? Uh, Oh, that's so good. Thank you. That's awesome. So what are you doing for fun these days? Oh, for fun. Um, Well, this morning before we chatted, I went for a beach walk to look for whales, drinking my morning coffee. Um. And that sounds like super stereotypical Hawaii. That, that That's not a normal day over here. This was just <laughs> Saturday morning that we decided, um, my friend Nicole and I decided to get mm-hmm. up and go and look for whales and drink our coffee while we were walking around on the beach. Did you see any um, today? Um, we saw a tail and just a couple like spouts, um, but no jumps today. Oh man. So for people listening, my dream... <laughs> is to see a whale breaching and literally every time I feel like I'm in Hawaii during the winter Darcy tries so hard to to make that happen we did go whale watching last time I was there we saw what did we see we saw like a yeah the fin maybe but it was such like a choppy day that it wasn't the the most like conducive weather for whale watching but Next time, and I'm there in the winter. Next time, yeah. you have to come like this time, like March. March, March. Is perfect. That's when I've always seen, even just a couple weekends ago. Actually, right after I got back from my trip for your wedding and visiting yeah. my family, um, I went to the beach the next weekend, and we uh, there were whales going off. It was crazy, jumping, hitting the water with their tails, with their fins, spouting. It was crazy. I've never seen it like that before. Oh, that is a dream. So you need to come in March. I March will. It's a good time. All right. March 2020. March Along 2020. with our Disneyland trip. Oh, we'll make Disneyland it happen. And Alaska. Yeah, we have a lot of trips planned. I know. Roomy reunions. Roomy reunions. Yes. So we, yeah, we do. We try to see each other every year. We call them hashtag Roomy reunion round, whatever round it is. So yeah. for my wedding last month, what was it? Number five? Maybe number five. Yeah. Adventures out there. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yep. I know. We're doing good. And now we're going to start adventuring all over. Yes. And now we're on this podcast together. And I'm just, <laughs> it's so cool. I love it. It's I love so it. Uh, okay. What are you uh, binging on Netflix right now? Are you binging right now on anything? Um, You know, my usual is Friends. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like I don't even choose anything else. I just watch. Oh, I switch between, just kidding, Friends and Parks and Rec. I'll watch all of Friends and then I'll watch all of Parks and Rec and then I'll go back to Friends. Because it's like mindless and I've seen it enough times where it can just play in the background while I'm doing stuff. Yeah. 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 I love it. That's so cool. Have you seen any good like movies recently? I haven't. I'm actually, I'm actually going to the movies today. Tonight. What are you saying? I'm going to see that Unplanned. Oh, yeah. Okay. Planned Parenthood. Yeah. I heard it was super emotional and 
hard to watch at some parts, but yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Let me know. (laughs) I'm seeing, uh, so a couple of good friends here. We always do a Tuesday night movie at Disney Springs. And, uh, so this weekend or this week we're seeing Dumbo should be really cute and good. I think we'll see what happens, but yeah, cry. (laughs) I cried in the preview, so I don't even know what it's going to be like on Tuesday. Um, did I tell you the story when I saw Coco? No. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, I have. Okay. I, it was a Tuesday night movie almost two years ago when it came out. Mm-hmm. And I was, when he sang to the grandmother, I was weeping uncontrollably. Oh. I've never <laughs> cried that hard in a movie. And I was like inconsolable. Darcy. It was so bad. <laughs> and like, I look over at my friend who's also crying and we both had to like sit next to each other and hold each other. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that so much. I only cry at Pixar movies and like Disney oh. movies. Oh. So, you know. Probably toast for Dumbo then. Probs, probably. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think that covered pretty much what I want to talk about. Is there anything we didn't talk about that you wanted to talk about? Oh, I think when it comes to transition, I would just, for anybody who needs encouragement in transition, you just got to stick it out sometimes Mm -hmm. um, because the Lord will use that time. And then don't doubt God's plan during that transition because it's easy to do that. God, why why do you have me here? How come you made me do this? It's really easy to get in that mindset. Um, and it's healthy to cry out to God in that way without the doubt of his plan because his mm-hmm. plan he has for us is way, way better than anything we could ever think. Definitely. So I totally just stick it out for a little bit. The Lord will bless your time according to his will. Ah, oh, thank you, Darcy. That's really good encouragement. I love it. Well, thank you for joining me, and I love you. And I'm going to say goodbye, and I'll stop recording. And then (laughs) (laughs) thanks, Darcy. Okay, thanks, Heather. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys, isn't Darcy just the coolest? Thank you so much for listening in on our conversation. I hope that you were encouraged and that you will join us for our next episode. I'm officially on summer break, so I will have more time to devote to this little podcast and hopefully getting you more episodes soon. Thank you so much to my brother-in-law, Joe Fletcher, for the awesome theme music. I'm super pumped. And my awesome husband, Andrew, for helping me out. And for lastly, Darcy, for joining me. I hope to see you guys next time. Grab some coffee with a friend, and I'll see you soon. Bye.